The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What is the meaning of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2? At certain times, God has used dreams to communicate with people. One of those people was King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Daniel 2 tells how Daniel interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream, in which God provided an overview of world events in the millennia yet to come. Character Backgrounds King Nebuchadnezzar reigned from 605 to 562 B.C., greatly expanding the Babylonian Empire, conquering Jerusalem, and deporting the Jews in the process. Daniel was one of those deported from Israel and granted an education in the king's palace. When God granted Daniel the wisdom to interpret the king's dream, it launched Daniel's long career as a political leader, trusted advisor, and well-known prophet. Nebuchadnezzar's Threat One night, Nebuchadnezzar awoke, frightened by a dream. The king called for his magi to interpret the nightmare. This was standard procedure in a culture that placed a high importance on dreams and their meaning. However, he added an unprecedented requirement. Tell me what my dream was, and interpret it. Daniel 2, verse 5. So not only did the royal wise men have to provide the interpretation of the dream, they had to recount the dream itself. The penalty for failure was death. Every magician, enchanter, sorcerer, and astrologer in the kingdom would be executed. The worried magi replied, What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. Verse 11. When Daniel heard of this, he was determined to prove God's power to the king. Verse 18. Daniel's Response The Dream Daniel asked the king for some time to discover the dream and then he proceeded to pray all night with three of his fellow exiles. God revealed the dream to him, and Daniel and his friends praised God. The next morning, he went to the king and told him about the dream. The dream featured a huge, glorious statue of a man. Its head was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. Daniel 2, verses 32 and 33. Then a rock, cut not by human hands, hit the foot of the statue, and the whole image became like chaff on a threshing floor, while the rock became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. Verses 34 and 35. This vision, by the way, gives us our modern idiom, feet of clay, meaning a hidden fault or weakness. Daniel's Response, The Interpretation Daniel's interpretation given to him by God explains that the statue represents a series of kingdoms, each less glorious than the one before, as indicated by the decreasing value of the metals. Daniel identifies Nebuchadnezzar as the head of gold, stating that God had given Nebuchadnezzar much power. The next kingdom to arise will be inferior to Babylon, as will the next. Finally, there will come a fourth kingdom, strong as iron. It will crush and break all the others. Verse 40. Finally, the feet of mixed clay and iron will be a divided kingdom. Verse 41. During the time of this final world empire, the rock will smash them all into bits, a prediction that God will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. Verse 44. All previous earthly kingdoms will be brought to an end. The Dream, 2,500 plus years later. The first four kingdoms have been identified as the Babylonian, Persian, Greek, and Roman empires. This identification has come from the workings of history, matching further prophecies. 
Daniel already said that Babylon, specifically Nebuchadnezzar, was the head of gold. Babylon fell to the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians. Greece became the successor of the Medo-Persian Empire. The Iron Empire can only be Rome. Opinions differ on the Fifth Empire. Some have tried to identify various periods of Europe's history as the clay and iron feet. Others claim the feet represent the divided remains of Rome before supposedly being conquered by Christianity. Still others believe that the clay-iron empire is yet to come. The kingdom of the Antichrist will be a revived Roman empire. The last theory seems to be the best. We know, according to Revelation 17, that the Antichrist will lead a coalition of ten nations, the statue's ten toes. And we know that Christ will defeat the forces of the Antichrist. After that, Jesus will set up his kingdom, the rock smashes the image, and all the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Revelation 11, verse 15. Many scholars have contrasted Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel 2 with Daniel's vision in chapter 7. Both passages reveal the coming world kingdoms, but the symbolism is strikingly different in each. The pagan king sees the kingdoms of this world as a towering work of art, impressive in size, value, and grandeur, albeit with feet of clay. God's prophet sees the same kingdoms as bizarre, unnatural beasts, terrifying in aspect and behavior. It's a difference of perspective. Where man sees a stately, glittering tribute to himself, God sees a menagerie of aberrations. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Galatians 5, verse 26. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org.